Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 210 of What a Beautiful Podcast. He's your host, Jack, and I'm your other host, Andy, since you forgot. Uh, Welcome. I I, I thought about saying, like, a very special episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, but then, like, muscle memory took over, and then I just forgot my name. It's like you tried to change your mind, but instead you just short-circuited a little bit. Yeah, smoke's coming out. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm running behind. I'm a little underclocked right now. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. welcome back to What a Beautiful Podcast, a show on the internet that is officially uh, explored, uh, read about ninety percent, and at least explored a hundred percent of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. How the... do you feel, Jack? <laughs> I feel like I ran three marathons with my mind. Like, mm-hmm. m- more than three marathons. For, for every year that we've done this, I think that's, like, a mental marathon. <laughs> like, I think that's fair. <laughs> like, looking back at the bulk of our work <laughs> over the past four years, like, we hit our stride probably year two and a half. Yeah, I, I feel like we really came into our own when we were doing Golden Wind. Yeah, Golden Wind was where we, like solidify i i don't i don't even remember what we sounded like when we were doing like phantom blood and battle tendency probably bad probably really bad (laughs) i don't know i'm kind of curious to go back to like these playlists uh listeners at home we have soundcloud playlists of the episodes of our early parts if you just want to hit play and be subjected to some uh audio crime Mm -hmm. some audio Mm -hmm. disservice (laughs) (laughs) two idiots who had never done a podcast before and have been uh figuring out as they go along to this day i still don't know how to do a podcast no i i know how to do this podcast yeah i know how to (laughs) i know how to record audio at audacity and then sync it up uh yeah like i think that's a podcast i think real podcasts probably put in a little bit more effort than we do i think they like they'll do some editing or something Oh, they have a producer? Uh, <laughs> they belong to a network? <laughs> yeah, that, no. that, 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 I'm not interested in that. Not that it would ever happen on this show, because it's what it is, which is... Yeah, uh, <laughs> a couple of idiots goofing. Yeah, so anyway, we thought we would take this week to do a little retrospective on Steel Ball Run kind of a chilled out episode like we usually do after we finish a part to just kind of talk mm-hmm. about our our overall feelings specific things we liked uh and you know it's still ball run i feel like there's a lot to talk about it, yeah. in kind of comparison to our retrospective of stone ocean we were we were kind of just confused <laughs> stone ocean like we wasn't really sure what to make of it at the end of the day still very excited to see what that anime does to that uh like what's on the page um but less coherent than steel ball run which does have its flaws i think steel ball run has some flaws oh my god steel ball run is not perfect it is not some kind of masterpiece i think we could just put that yeah we could put put that in the hole right now i think i think it is the best written part of jojo i -hmm. still stand by that part five is my personal favorite the part seven in terms of like characters and plot and everything it's 
probably the strongest overall. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah. I think Steel Ball Run definitely benefited from the move to a monthly uh, larger chapter uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Stone Ocean probably could have done better with that. Um, Well, I think the biggest... I mean, I think the biggest thing that, that separates Stone Ocean from Steel Ball Run is that Stone Ocean was trying to wrap up like a sort of ongoing mythos that was kind mm-hmm. of up its own ass pretty hard. It had a long tail. Whereas, like... yeah, where Steel Ball Run just said, fuck all of that, we're cowboys now. <laughs> it's horse o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't to say that Steel Ball Run doesn't have, it, doesn't have its own convoluted JoJo-isms in there because there is a lot of it. And it mm-hmm. but, uh, but Stone Ocean had a tall order to kind of wrap everything up. And I think... In, in that regard, it did a pretty good job. I can't really say sure. I'm mad about how it ends. I know some people are. I didn't really hate how it ends. No. The ending isn't even really my issue with Stone Ocean at all. It's the the middle. The, yeah, like, it's the middle. <laughs> the the end sprint for Stone Ocean like is fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Like, everything once you from, get to Cape well, Canaveral. I don't want to say everything from Bohemian Rhapsody up because you still have to deal with uh, Cowman. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. I won't, I forget his name and I'm not going to look it up. I even have the wiki open, so that's disrespectful. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the point to be made there about Steel Ball Run overall is that the pacing was extremely good. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the stands of the week were always at least interesting. You know, maybe not always super memorable. Uh, there's obviously ones that stick out. There's always ones that stick out. But I don't, I don't think the stand of the weeks are, like, over, under, any more memorable than other parts. But I think the pacing of them is really good. They never get, like, you never we never get bogged down in this, like, stupid, long, go-nowhere uh, middle arc like you do in, in Stone Ocean with the uh, Punishment Ward. So it's always moving. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, the, I think the only, only uh, arcs you could kind of accuse of that is maybe... When they were dealing with like uh, Sugar Mountain and Tattoo U at the same time, um, yeah. But even even that was like that moved because of the uh, like the clock that was put right. on that. You know the thing is though is that at least like Sugar Mountain was like kind of funny. Like it was a yeah. pretty it was a pretty lighthearted arc, whereas like you know something like um, something like Survivor wasn't. It was just boring. You know, yeah, Survivor. Really nothing, nothing interesting um, going on there. The Meteor Stand. Yeah, like, I barely remember any of that shit. I, the only mm. thing I really remember remember from there is fucking uh, Dragon's Dream, because it sucks so bad that I'll never forget about it. But... Uh, I was so... I remember how hopeful I was, too. <laughs> you really wanted us to come out of that actually saying, you know what? Dragon's Dream is good, actually. No. No, it was another piss arc. <laughs> There's no, there's not a whole lot of uh, piss in Steel Ball Run. No, no, I don't know if there was any piss. Yeah, maybe he got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody at Shueisha called him up. It's just like, it's like listen, hey. man, we pretty much trust you to do whatever you want at this point, but we got one condition. Oh, what's that? No piss. <laughs> no, no. We don't want to see any piss in our magazine. <laughs> <laughs> We can we can imagine. I, I love the idea. Of, like Steel Ball Run as a story is a result of a Rocky being told he can't have piss in JoJo anymore. Oh my god. Um, 
Yeah, so I think, you know, moving on from from Stone Ocean a little bit, you know. We, yeah, we, we just, say, yeah, it's, it's just too, it's too easy to compare, I guess, but we. It we was the try. last part we read. Like, mm-hmm. once you, if you compare the other parts, like, part four, versus, part four versus Steel Ball Run, part five versus Steel Ball Run, like, it stacks up. Like, <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Bless you. Um, oh. Yeah, I think the cool thing about Steel Ball Run is how it feels like a combination of all the different types of JoJo parts. So, like, the middle, like, the I'd say, like, the 75% in the middle feels like a part three, part five kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Stand of the week, adventure. Um, yeah, you know, a general forward movement sort of a deal. Like, the race uh, gives the plot an excuse to, like, keep changing, like, different locations. Like, we're not stuck in one place. Yeah, and then once you hit near the end, when they get to Philadelphia with a D4C arc, that, that almost kind of feels like a part four kind of arc deep yeah. scene where there's like a lot of weird shit going on all the characters are in one spot um d4c you know. arc is a lot like bites the dust yeah it's a lot like it's got a very similar vibe to bites the dust for sure everyone's coming together like there's a wacky stand power that's throwing everyone for a loop mm-hmm. uh, it happens in a fairly small area in new jersey yep um and it's also where the primary antagonist just eats shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like reeling from the fact like I completely forgot that Valentine just gets shot in the head and dies. Oh yeah, he just gets fucking domed. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking awesome. And it, it like it maybe it kind of feels like an anticlimax on purpose because of what comes after, but I don't even know if I agree that it's an anticlimax cuz I still feel like it hits so hard. Like Valentine just gets to the point where he's trying to fucking reason with Johnny because he knows he's fucked, and Johnny just can't. It, it, the the internal struggle going on in Johnny there at the end, where he like desperately, desperately wants to believe that Valentine isn't a huge asshole, but he yeah. he knows he, he knows deep down that <laughs> no, this guy sucks. Yeah, like the the gun getting pulled to the other gun is such a great way to uh show that it's like no valentine has a gun he was gonna shoot johnny the whole time he wasn't mm-hmm. gonna bother grabbing another gyro like no shoot him in the head be done with it yeah and if that was should... the end that that would have been similar to like part five where Jorno fucking requiems diavolo and that's it but we get the bonus right <laughs> we get high yeah, the, voltage the, the epilogue yeah i i know we talked about this already but i just can't it just really strikes me how similar uh, Tusk Act 4's effect is to Gold Experience Requiem. Like, that has yeah. to have been on purpose. Mm-hmm. It, the same sort of, like, reality-busting, uh, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, gravity yeah. stand. Um, With Valentine just flipping through different dimensions. He can't escape, except mm-hmm. it's like, you know, except he does escape, which kind of raises the stakes a little bit. Because that's that was... that kind of thing was for a long time considered like the most powerful stand power but no uh love train can get him out of it (laughs) yeah love like love train prolonged his ability to like fight against it Mm -hmm. uh if it were not for love train that fight would have been over very quickly (laughs) right it was the combination of d4c and love train the fact that d4c is able to separate himself from valentine and go to the other valentines like the mm-hmm. combination of the effect is what saved him, which is pretty would, wild. 
Yeah, I would love to see the pile of Valentines that died over the course of Steel Ball Run. Because <laughs> for everyone that, like, died in a cool way, like, getting shot or, like, um, dying to a stand power, there had to have been a time where, like, he just falls and, like, it's like, ah, fuck. Broke my, <laughs> broke my leg. <laughs> put put this one out of its misery. I'm going to go grab a new one. <laughs> But yeah, I, we're jumping around a little bit, but I'm trying to think of other um, stand of the week fights that I, I really, really like. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Ringo is a is, is a fan standout, a fan yeah. favorite standout, and I can't disagree with that. That that um, arc is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I we were excited going into Ringo Road again, uh, yeah. True Man's World, and like it delivered. True Man's World is probably like the best non finale arc in Steel Ball Run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the early chapters in Steel Bar Run where it was still like weekly, and like we had because we were going back and forth at the beginning. It was like, are these stands or are these just weird guys? Yeah. Like, um, I guess the first well, stand fight was the Boom Boom family, right? Yeah, Desert Born Outlaws, right? Yeah. And then who's the guy with the bugs? Oh God, um, he had he looked like RPS kid. <laughs> Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, come over. No, oh, yeah, no that's the bomb. Was, the, was the bomb guy. The, the st- yeah, that's a stand. Yeah, he he had the stand. Mm-hmm. Um, the bug. Who was the fucking bug person? Um, bu- bug stand. <laughs> <laughs> There's people listening at home that hate this. Um, Mrs. Like, Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cause this was the um, the Donovan uh like stand in. Like, similar, like, fight, similar, like, encounter. Right, and Mrs. Robinson wasn't even a stand user. He just had no. bugs. He just had <laughs> bugs. This, man, this man's just had bugs. <laughs> what's my stand? What's your stand? Bugs. What does it do? Bugs. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was the whole cactus thing, and that's why it's, like, similar to part two with the Donovan. Just, like, um, because... Uh, didn't Gyro like make the the needles like pop out and the whole thing? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. That was like uh, chapter thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> that was the shortest uh, villain of the week. Then Oye Komova, like that was a cool power with the clocks and the bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blackmore, that whole arc was pretty cool. Uh, Blackmore seeing Jesus and like repenting yeah was pretty neat <laughs> yeah i guess we gotta talk about jesus right because i i really want to talk about like we i mean obviously we, we read it so we know all about jesus in this but mm-hmm. the, the absolute fucking audacity first of all and mm-hmm. second of all how like we have it this worked. like real world religion stuff mixed in with this like batshit crazy fantasy universe and it all somehow fit like it just I can't imagine Steel Ball Run without Jesus in it. <laughs> like no, like we like how boring would have the Steel Ball Run race of any of the other Earths have been? Like oh, you're going after diamonds? Okay, right. Cool. Like the, the nice the absolute audacity of Iraqi to say that like oh Jesus is the source of the stands. Like <laughs> Jesus was an extremely powerful stand user, right? Uh, and and his <laughs> corpse parts. Uh, have preserved his stand somehow. Um, right. I, mm, I wonder if... Mm. It makes me wonder 
whether Iraqi is is obviously it's vague on purpose, but like, is yeah. Iraqi trying to say that Jesus in this universe wasn't actually divine? He was just a very very powerful stand user, and that's why his corpse uh, remains. Or if he was actually like the son of God, quote unquote. Like, yeah, it's that it's, part is left more vague than uh, initially seems because like, oh yeah, Jesus Christ means God is real. It's like. Mm. Mm. Well, because, you know, in, in lore, uh, they, you know, the Christianity exists because they have the whole lore with Joseph of Arabia and all and that. And hot pants. Hot pants. Yeah. Is so, like, Christianity is a thing. So, I guess it just mm-hmm. makes me wonder if in this universe is Iraqi trying to say that, no, Jesus is not some kind of uh, deity. He was just a stand user. Uh, I think the effect of, uh, like, the whole corpse in Lucy is kind of him with that subtext of being, like... Oh yeah, the Jesus's stand redirected bad shit and only had good shit. Like, is that supposed um, to explain like his like the miracles? miracles? Yeah, I, that's like Rocky kind of like. How did he? How did that? he cure the leprosy? Oh, he just took the Love leprosy train. out of you <laughs> and sent it to some other poor schmuck. <laughs> took the leprosy from you and put it in a fish. How did he turn and... water to wine? He sent the water away and took somebody's wine. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if he really thought about it that hard. It's it's a cool thought experiment though, because yeah, because not only more not only it. does it show what it show that you know that people in the time of Jesus just saw what Jesus could do with his stand and just assumed he was some kind of god, mm-hmm. uh, when actually he just had a stand. And also, it kind of makes him more morally gray if you think about what Love Train actually does. that's the other part where like yeah yeah, he was doing miracles and causing good things to happen at the expense of things uh bad things happening elsewhere right so i don't know if i would weigh in one way or the other on this but it's definitely interesting to think about Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, looking at the chapter list so catch the rainbow was really cool because that's the first time we saw uh the space warping ability of the corpse where like that part of Kansas City was just traveling with the corpse. Mm-hmm. Remember that with the uh, telephone pole. Yeah. Um, and Blackmore's whole deal, like plugging up his bullet wounds with water, knowing that like once it stopped raining, he would just die, was pretty metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good little antagonist. Not as good as Ringo, but still memorable. Like his uh, catch the rainbow's mask is pretty evocative. I like it. Um, silent way. <laughs> Like, Jara should have died there, right? Oh, yeah. Jara, absolutely Jara absolutely fucking ridiculous that he didn't die there and then died from a bullet wound in D4C. Kind of, kind of ridiculous, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the combo of uh, Sandman's uh, sound echoes powers with the, the dinosaurs. Like, the fact that uh, Diego never made an appearance in it. Like I wish he had kind of gotten some right. Time it to made it the really confusing. Like it was mm-hmm. like that arc was really hard to follow because it really wasn't made explicitly clear that Dio was involved until later. Yeah, they they had the chapter where like Dio met Sandman, but we never got to see them on the page at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Dio just gave Sandman like a bunch of dinosaurs. That was it. Right. Uh, and the whole. Sandman, Soundman thing. Like, I feel like we're like, we're going like two layers of uh, cultural weirdness here. 
because it's like translated from Japanese, but he says it's supposed to be uh, whatever his Native American tribe's tribe's language. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it's also just really on the nose in the first place, but. A a little much. Like, in the first character that we meet. Like, I don't know if it's hearsay or not, but I always heard that he was supposed to be the main character of Steel Ball Run. Yeah, Um, I mean, I've heard that, too. I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, I mean, it does, there's definitely some truth to it, because he's the first character you see, he sets up the whole arc of the story, and mm -hmm. then, like, halfway through, he just gets unceremoniously killed, yeah, and nothing he gets, else. He gets he gets this heel turn out of nowhere and then dies. It's mm-hmm. all a little weird. Yeah, and like we spent time with his sister. Like he had this whole thing about saving his people um, and learning from the white man's books to like run good. Yeah, I and... think I think at one point Steel Ball Run was going to be very different than what we got. I, yeah. I obviously I don't know for sure because I'm not a Rocky, no. but I think there's I think there's little tidbits in there that could. Uh, it's a good theory that it mm-hmm. was definitely going to be different at one point. I mean, I feel like there was still going to be a Joe star and a bad guy in the whole thing, but I feel mm-hmm. like the sound man probably had a bigger role in it at one point. Yeah. I like, I wish we could d- dive into the cut code for steel ball <laughs> run to see like what, like different pieces that weren't used, but doesn't work like that i mean and it makes sense though because it was it was like a whole new territory for him he just he literally burned his old universe and characters to the ground and started fresh so um it, maybe it was gonna be even more uh like out of left fields than it ended up being because still while running itself while it was a reboot it still carried the same sort of vibe and and things you'd expect in in jojo you know, mm-hmm. with a Joe Star to Zeppeli and Dio and all that, it could be at one point familiar. That it, yeah, it has a lot of familiar stuff in it. It could be at one point that it was going to be like totally different. Maybe Jojolian levels of weird. <laughs> uh, maybe it wasn't even going to be JoJo at one point. I mean, it wasn't. It was just called Steel Ball Run at the start. Like the right. JoJo's I'm Bizarre Adventure maybe, came later. I'm thinking that maybe at one point it was just going to be that, and there was never going to be joe star stuff in it but uh i mean we never had a birthmark true no birthmarks or at least we never saw one yeah i mean i would ha- we'd have to read the johnny joe star chapter to join to see if they ever like touch on that again but mm-hmm. yeah that that was written out which was cool like none of this like predestined like fight stuff like, right, because Jojolian gets a lot more explicit about like you know the traditional like Joe Star family tree and all like the stuff that you you know the stuff that old Joseph was yelling about in part mm-hmm. three gets a lot more explicit in, in Jojolian, not so much in Steel Ball Run. Steel mm-hmm. Ball Run feels more like a, a reboot in spirit more than anything. Yeah, carrying on like the the sorts of arcs that we carrying on the with artistic from... legacy, not so much the literal legacy of the characters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after Silent Way, we got the chunk of Sugar Mountain, Tubular Bells, Wrecking Ball, and pretty solid stuff there, honestly. Like, Tubular Bells is probably a close second for me for, like, Stand of the Week in terms of, uh, like, the power. I really like the 
uh, the image of Mike O inflating a railroad spike. Oh, that was tubular bells. Yeah. Uh huh. Like and turn and like turning it into a balloon dog, and mm-hmm. these balloon dogs kill people very graphically. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that was. Died yeah, I was gonna say that's hard. when Scarlet Valentine got fucking mulched. <laughs> yeah. And the hot pants just kind of like melted her body down the drain. That was it. Sayonara. Sugar Mountain was like a fun uh, monkey's paw, like uh, Gift of the Magi sort of situation. Yeah, like, yeah you like can a, have all this stuff, but you can't keep it. Also, it was like a 13... Rocky decided he wanted to write a fable. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like a fable. A and fable, also... but the characters are two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> two idiots and somehow bought a hotel. <laughs> they were probably some of the richest people in the entire country at like points in that arc. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Tubular Bells was cool. You want to uh, camp out on Wikipedia for a second? Like, uh, oh yeah, we could talk about Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia is weird if you think about it. It he's another character that feels like he might have should have been more important than he ended up being. <laughs> he's another he, character that has a lot as like a, he has a history with Gyro and mm-hmm. it kind of ties into the backstory. Then he also kind of just unceremoniously dies. <laughs> Yeah, he because yeah, not that he got every, annihilated not that everybody, by, uh, yeah, not that everybody needs to have like a drawn out death scene or anything. Yeah, pathos. I, yeah, yeah. It, he doesn't need. Not everybody needs to have pathos. It's not so much the fact that he died suddenly. That's not really the issue. I, I, I don't even. I'm not. It's not even an issue. I'm just thinking like, you know, it's kind of strange. He could have done more. Like right. they set him up really well in, when he first showed up. Like. He was kind of the opposite to Gyro. Like Gyro was the is sort of like this elite technique user, um, like from this very distinguished family. Wakapipo is a soldier who was taught how to kill with a ball, mm-hmm. and and he's got a sister that he's trying to protect, um, and he's kind of gotten forced into this situation uh, beyond his control with this man that he hates. And him and Magenta Magenta played off really well. Um, Magenta Magenta did not have to come back. No, no. <laughs> nobody likes Magenta Magenta. You know, um, what I what I really think happened is that, mm-hmm. you know, you get to the um you, after we did the the Philadelphia part of the D4C arc, I think Iraqi just needed to thin, thin out some of these characters. Yeah, there was lot. there was a lot of people involved in what was happening in Philadelphia, so he so, you know, basically, you know, bring in Funny Valentine, You, it, it's twofold, right? You can thin out the characters and uh, raise the stakes on Valentine as a threat. So, mm-hmm. uh, Peepo, gone. Magenta Magenta, gone. Gone. Dio, Dio gone. Hot Pants, <laughs> gone. Um, even though I still feel like it wasn't very well, uh, <laughs> well articulated when and how Hot Pants died, but yeah, I guess she was dead. Yeah, she's thrown from the train and just dies in a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I like before that, it kind of seems like she died during the Civil War fight, which we will talk about. We will talk about that. Uh but yeah, she was another major character that just dies suddenly and unceremoniously. But I mean, yeah. I guess so does Gyro. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Maybe is that like part of the themes of Steel Ball Run just like fucking up? Cuz I feel like you could make that argument that, like, most I mean, of the I, characters I, <laughs> just fuck up. I mean, I, I think we could all agree that the main theme of Seal Ball Run is daddy issues, right? Like, that is... 
Yeah, it's 100% like a drawn-out uh, coming-of-age story. Funny, because, you know, the main theme of, of Jojolian is mommy issues. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Oh, fuck, I didn't... Re- Holly and Kato. <laughs> Holly, Kato, mm-hmm. like, uh, Yasuho's mom. Yasuho's mom, uh, Mitsuba. Yeah, oh, mommy man. issues. <laughs> Wait, Jojolian is the mom, Jojo? Whoa, man, that's <laughs> that's cool though. Mm-hmm. I didn't that that never clicked. And Steel Ball Run is absolutely the the daddy, uh, the the dad manga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess we could uh, talk about uh, Johnny for a little bit because we have we haven't mm-hmm. really touched on him as a main mm-hmm. protagonist. So he's interesting, huh? Yeah, he is a shithead like for a bunch of steel ball run and like is trying to like claw his way back to some sort of humanity at the start like he just wants to walk and chasing after this guy who like he hopes and he prays that can like give him back his ability to walk via the spin you know you could talk about how jesus is involved in this and about how um you know, Johnny was a huge bastard, and, like, him him losing his ability to walk was kind of like the divine punishment for him being a huge piece of shit. And then he comes in contact with Jesus, and then he can walk again. Yeah, and then <laughs> redeems himself over the course and, like, figures out what it means to be the person he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... To the extent, like, yeah, I'm gonna gonna get my best friend's corpse back to his home, like, I'm I'm good, I'm at peace. Also, yep. the first uh, JoJo that's like very ready to kill people, like extreme, like super on board. Uh, I feel like Jorno didn't give a shit. <laughs> you think Jorno gave uh, more of a shit or less of a shit? I don't know. I it's hard to say. Because, like, Cause... Jo- Jolene didn't want to kill people. I mean, I don't even think Johnny wants to kill. I don't think he's a fucking murderer. Like fucking, He's just, no, he's, like, like, ready to. Yeah. Unlike Gappy. Gappy fucking killed without a second thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you but... compare to, like, so comparing, like, Gappy to Jorno, Jorno usually gave people, a, gave the bad guys a chance to walk away. Except for Chocolata. Oh yeah, Chocolata did not get to just walk away from that. Uh, he was he was going he was going to get tossed into a trash compactor. <laughs> yeah, but Johnny is pretty violent though, and, and mm-hmm. that just comes back to his nature of just not being a very good person. At the end of the day, having that dark fire in him, able to make the make the call like shooting Ringo. Like, well, I mean, honestly, if I were to think about uh, JoJo's who were legitimately a decent people. Probably just, just Jonathan and Josuke. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan and Josuke work at like an animal shelter. Yeah, like, uh, Joseph's not really a bad person. <laughs> he's not really a good person. <laughs> no, he's he's very much like Joseph is definitely a libertarian, right? Oh like, yeah, I, I, yeah. He would he would best be described as a shithead, not necessarily <laughs> evil, but he is definitely a shithead. Yeah, Josuke is, has like Josuke is lawful heart. good. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> extremely good person. Mm-hmm. Um, Jorno, 
little bit morally gray. Uh, Jolene, uh, in, like, under alignment, just dumbass. Yeah, she, <laughs> Jolene's not a bad person. She's just um, very dumb. <laughs> yeah, really dumb and, like, wants to leave prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jotaro, again, not evil, but he's leaning there. He yeah, sucks. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a little... He's got a good heart, but he needs to express himself better. Exactly. It needs an attitude adjustment mm-hmm. in part three. Like, he, he evens out through He four evens out significantly in part four, but then he continued to make poor life decisions. <laughs> yeah, we saw the results of those. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, in part four, like, Koichi really wanted to look up to Jotaro as some kind of, like, father figure, but... It, didn't work. No. Here, here's a question. Gun to your head. How old is Johnny Joestar? I think he's like either late teens or early twenties. Uh, yeah, he's nineteen. Oh, okay. So he's nineteen at the start of part seven, which makes sense because he acts like a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of what the youngest JoJo protagonist was. Probably Jorno. Wasn't he like fifteen? Uh, Josuke. Trying to see. Uh, 16. Yeah, so Jorno was 15, right? I think so. But yeah, so it's then Jorno, then Josuke. <laughs> I'd love to see them next to each other in their respective, like, art styles. <laughs> like, the the first time we see Josuke, and he's built like a Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, so back to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think he, he he had a lot to learn over the course of the part, and his art yeah. is, is really cool. I, I like how, you know, his personality is kind of represented by that, the fire in his eyes when he, mm-hmm. he gets real serious. Like, he's ready to make the shot. Like, mm-hmm. he, his heart does not waver, according to uh, the New York Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, I think Johnny's a good protagonist. He's not my favorite. Uh, no, but... he's not my favorite JoJo either, but he works very well in the context of Steel Ball Run. Yeah, like, And as a sure. foil to Gyro. Very interesting um, to have, like, one of the most, like, classic, like, shonen seinen manga uh, come back with a protagonist that's disabled, too. Very, that's yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. Something I wonder, that's like, always been about tough men. Yeah. Th- about like someone who literally cannot use their legs. Yeah. Which I wonder what idea came first, like horse riding or like having a disabled protagonist that led to like, okay, we can do horse riding and it doesn't like impact his ability to like to participate move. in the uh, participate yeah. in the plot. Yeah, they definitely work together well like that. Mhm. Yeah, I never thought about that in connection. Huh. Mhm. Um but yeah, Johnny, he, he's probably like upper middle in terms of uh, f- my favorite JoJo's. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, and I think his, his his relationship with Gyro is interesting uh, because Gyro, we can talk about Gyro now. I feel like Gyro, mm-hmm. as as the Zeppeli of the part, is interesting how he encompasses both Baron and Caesar in a way. Yeah. How like he's, he... like, he's the mentor teaching the spin to Johnny. But he's also Johnny's partner. He's not. He's not really totally a mentor figure like Baron Zeppeli was. But it's a little bit he, of both. He's kind of like he. He kind of reminds me of an adjunct professor that would let you smoke in the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> like 
he's he's like older than you but like not by much and he still knows like yeah you're gonna do what you're gonna do you fucking whack kid he's fine yeah yeah i think he's 24 which is the perfect age for that yeah i think a lot of people could argue that gyro is the true main character of steel ball run he is uh he drives the plot for Mm -hmm. sure uh he's like very funny and also a shithead not quite as much of a shithead as Johnny is. <laughs> no, that you can't have two similar level shitheads um, in in the same plot. It just would not work. Mm-hmm. Jar is very sarcastic, which I like about him a lot. He's a very different character in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's he still has a good heart, but he hides it under those layers of sarcasm and like prickliness. And I. By and large, I enjoyed the gyro backstory chapters we got. Yeah, um, like the I, tennis ball. The tennis ball meme is funny, but it's it's <laughs> like a it's a decent metaphor for what they're trying to get across. Like right, his like gyro. Like... It's so interesting how gyro's upbringing and occupation and his family are so deadly fucking serious, and, mm-hmm. and he he tries to he, in order to like cope with that. He's a real goofy motherfucker, which I think yeah. Is great. Like, we didn't see him womanize as much as Caesar did, but, like, saw a little bit in his backstory. He never got a chance to during the race. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's... It, it wouldn't... Steel Ball Run wouldn't work if you took either Johnny or Gyro out. Like, right. They're, they're two of halves of a, of a protagonist whole. Mm-hmm. The, the deuteragonists as fucking... I guess that's jerk a off. word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um. Also, just Jaro's outfit is so classic. Oh yeah, at this absolutely, point. absolutely classic. The belt buckle, come on, the belt the, buckle, the belt buckle, <laughs> whole horse's pants, this uh, <laughs> fishnet but not really shirt with the balls. Like mm-hmm. he wore those goggles once. Big hat, great hat, love that hat. Um, and like the whole. And like I guess we got to talk about the spin, right? I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> we got to talk about the spin, and it's like, uh, sort of the it's a riff on the ripple, yeah. like it's it stands in as this other like ability that's below just having an out and out stand, but it's still like very powerful in the right hands, um, and like Jaro's very good at it, and he can do mm-hmm. all this wacky stuff with it, and. Johnny learning about the spin and how to control it as the series goes on is a very cool thing to watch happen, like, across all these volumes. Like, Johnny starts out with just, like, being able to fire a fingernail, and then he's like, nah, I can harness the power of infinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really wonder, well, I guess, yeah, I have to wonder where the idea from the spin came from. And I think a lot of it probably just goes back to Araki's obsession with gravity, Mm-hmm. He, I guess you could argue that the the force of the spin could be considered some kind of gravity, especially like the way the way like geometry plays into it. It all it all mm-hmm. comes back to that. Whereas like the ripple was a little more abstract, more mystical. I was, yeah, about to like, I'm gonna put this in big quotes. Far east, <laughs> like the ripple is yeah. way more uh, like some of that. Uh, mysticism stereotype. Right. I mean, like, just the, oh. just the fact that you know the way Zeppeli describes the combination of the ripple and the sendo martial arts. It's all very um, oh. yeah. Like it's it's fist of the north star. Like that's yeah, fist that's, of the north star. Fine. Like you know, like a Bruce Lee movie kind of thing. 
very of its time, but mm-hmm. it worked. It's it, it worked for what it was, and we saw it less and less as time went on. Um, and then the spin, the spin is just fucking the when he like wrenched all of the water out of him and uh, Valkyrie to like get over the finish line quicker. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. felt that. Uh, yeah, I the, the that. spin definitely, like, uh, you know, the ripple kind of outlived its usefulness to the story, mm-hmm. so Rocky just kind of ditched it. What I think mm-hmm. is really cool about Steel Ball Run, and this gets even more confirmed in Jajolian, is the fact that kind of how there was, like, it was kind of, uh, I guess, juggled in early part three that stands were an extension of the ripple, but mm-hmm. in, in the Steel Ball Run universe, Rocky goes all in on that yep how stands, stands are an ex- extension extent. of the spin yeah that like even though gyro's family the only ones that use the spin that way quote-unquote spin energy can be harnessed by anybody and it can mm-hmm. and, it, and it is the core foundation of how stands work in still ball run yeah. universe so i think that's pretty neat I, I hope we get more into that in Jojolian. Like, yeah, um, just the fact that uh, you know Tusk would evolve as Johnny became more adept with the spin. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when he was able to achieve the golden ratio, that's when he got you know Tusk Act 4 and the power of infinity and all that. Yeah, he was able to go off like a madman and mm-hmm. change space and time. <laughs> Tusk Act and- 4 breaking through the wall of... Uh, love train is still probably my favorite moment oh him just, just like pulling it open like an elevator yeah, door yeah sticking his fingers in it, it's just like no 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 that <laughs> i think that's the exact point that valentine knew he was fucked yeah he was like <laughs> what is going on mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so we got our main characters good um just looking at these other arcs uh, I want to give a special shout out to Poco Loco for winning the Steel Ball Run race. Oh yeah, you. how can we for- we can't forget about Poco Loco? He how he's just like always in the background. <laughs> yeah, I like I all really this enjoy crazy the chapters. Sh- with, yeah, all uh, this crazy hey, shit is going down, and Poco Loco is just running his race. He's just doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's shooting a shot. He's like he's got Heya on his back, like telling him to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wish we got to see more of him as the race went on, but that's not yeah. what it was about. Like, I mean, one of my favorite, my favorite kind of goofs about Steel Ball Run is thinking that Heya is either the most powerful stand in the universe or the most useless stand in the universe, depending on how you think about it. <laughs> yeah, he he's like tells Poco Loco things that happen to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, is is he just encouraging him, or does he actually know? the future yeah. and all of the right things to do at all times uh you could that's the cool thing is you can you can kind of think about it either way <laughs> yeah one of its keywords is luck telling its user that luck is on his side whether or not it is actually true in order to motivate him i mean it kind of goes back to is uh, is mikataka an alien or a stand user just kind of leaving it, leaving it vague and if you really want to go fucking batshit crazy, you can think about hey, uh, kind of similar to the way we think about Wonder Review, reality warping powers. <laughs> oh man, I I want to see hey, uh, again. <laughs> I know we won't, but it's like, eh. Uh, yeah, it's just a neat little footnote to think about that hey, yeah, uh, is pretty crazy. Um, also, Poco Loco manifested it by himself. Yep, like he he just, basically manifested it just by his sheer will to not just like not do live work. <laughs> a, live as an indentured servant for the rest of his life. 
Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not going to do this. Oh, I've got a stand now. It's telling me I, can't, I don't have to. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, Speaking of which, I guess we could also talk about how a Steel Ball Run works with its setting. Uh, you know, late 1800s America. It's definitely more important earlier in the part. It kind of they kind of stop really thinking about other than like the fact that Bunny Valentine is the president. You know, it really leans into the setting and the way that um, you know, thinking about old America and Valentine and his patriotism and all that. Yeah, the setting stops nattering fairly early on. Yeah, um, but it works. Like, it, there's no modern conveniences that would take mm-hmm. away from like the story they're trying to tell um like it's very simple we got horses and we got the men who ride them and that's about it we've got yeah. desert we've got a lot of desert <laughs> uh i'm just looking at the volume list right now because i was curious to when the the weekly shonen jump stopped and it went to the uh the fully monthly and it was right after the terrorist from terrorist from a faraway country <laughs> Uh, which is the Oye Komova. Mm, okay. Yeah. Which is interesting, because, like, that's kind of when the typical Stand of the Week fights stop. Because that was after the Boom Boom families, after Oye Komova, like, after, like, Devil's Palm, all that stuff. Once that's done, it's like, oh, okay, serious time. Yeah, yeah, once it, once it kind of really gets moving, it really doesn't stop until, uh... Mm-mm. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't stop. I can't think of any part that really felt like it was dragging. <laughs> no, everything's kind of like get in, get out. Yeah. Um, like, True Man's World is only like three parts. Mm-hmm. It, and D4C gets away with it with uh, the whole, like, yeah, this is the end. It's This is the last thing. We could get rid of Yu-Gi-Oh! Man, though. <laughs> that was... He did that for a friend. Chocolate so I, fucking disco. <laughs> I, I get it now. I understand. It's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna put you in my manga. He You're literally gonna... was just in there being a mook. <laughs> yeah, getting his ass hand. He was just, you know what? He was just there to be the totem, so we know which universe we're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we know like, all right, we're here now. Cool. Which all which right. universe is Chocolate Disco alive? Try to remember. <laughs> find the differences <laughs> i can't believe he actually did a page it's like it's like yeah you know you're gonna be trying to find the differences for the next 20 chapters so here's practice <laughs> this is a cheat code it's it's mr Yu-Gi-Oh. um but yeah is there let's see because we we went in on civil war and D4C while we were doing it. Like, I feel like we just <laughs> did it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we, we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, you know, it's weird, first of all. It's fucking mm-hmm. weird. Second of all, uh, just Jesus appearing before Johnny in the flesh. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, everybody was just saying it's the, the saint, the saint. But then you get to Civil War, and it's like, no... That's Jesus motherfucking Christ with the crown of thorns and the stigmata and the whole thing. That's Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's bleeding from his hands. Mm-hmm. That, that's Jesus Christos. Mm-hmm. And he teaches Johnny how to suck himself inside of uh, infinity holes. <laughs> you know? As, just, as I still, is... I said this a hundred times, the fucking audacity of Rocky to yeah. use, use Jesus fucking Christ to... 
uh, give meaning to his plot mechanics. <laughs> mm-hmm. As like a major player. Yeah. It's incredible. It's fucking like, crazy. I'll never get over it. It never it, becomes normal. It's it's always like, what? The entire time you're reading it. What? what you did this? And they <laughs> let you do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, at no looking point at... since I read it for the first time I was ever like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Jesus, still all run out. To this day, I'm still like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it never... It never is just like, oh yeah, yeah. It never feels Christ. real. <laughs> no, um, I've never looked at the chapter titles while they were released versus the volume titles and see how they like changed. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly they're whatever, but the uh, the Civil War was called House of Recollection parts one through four, which is pretty sick. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, both sides now to the ground of the final battle. Like, wow. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, these love train chapters, like the phenomenon of the god, the phenomenon and the goddess, justice and evil, parts one through five. Ballbreaker <laughs> part two is the goddess's jealousy. Oh man, uh, Ballbreakers three through uh, five was called Lesson Five, parts one, two, three, and four. Oh man, that would have been cool though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's high voltage? Oh, a new world. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah just a digression because I've never actually looked at this. Because um, we know they change in Jajolian, but never took any took a gander at what Steel Ball Run did with them. Yeah. Um. So Steel Ball Run ending. Let's talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah, like, I mean we we went off hard on our thoughts on uh the Dio from Another World reveal, but mm-hmm. just summarize, it's good. Mm-hmm. It it is the only way it could have ended, and I will not I will not uh take criticism on that take. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a much lesser work had the Dio from Another World not given Johnny another run for his money. Um because mm-hmm. it acts as an epilogue with stakes. Yes. Like um, and I think it's really funny. Johnny just loses the steel ball run. Like he gets disqualified. Like the yeah. race never even mattered. It um, didn't really. And that, that's the no. point. The race was, uh, the race was just the inciting incident, but in mm-hmm. terms of like the actual character arcs, it never really mattered. No. It like Coco Loco's what... got $60 million and that's it. Yeah. It was just what brought everybody together. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I think that it would have been a lesser work as a capstone to Jojo as a whole if that epilogue didn't happen. And yeah. I think that if the, if the Steel Ball Run was the last part, that would have mm-hmm. been an excellent conclusion to Jojo as as a franchise. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, Steel Ball Run doesn't have any loose ends, really. I mean, obviously there's, like, vague stuff that's vague on purpose, but in terms of, like, actual, like, character arcs and everything, everything's mm-hmm. tied up by the end. Yeah, there's no nothing, nothing extant, nothing mm-hmm. that like was never answered, and that's that's kind of why like Joe Julian's so weird, because <laughs> like right, it's not it's playing off of a, anything. Yeah, because I feel like the thought must have crossed Rocky's mind at one point that Seal Ball Run could be the end, but mm-hmm. now you have Jojolian, which is like a sequel to something that never asked for a sequel, so it's like. The fact that Dijonian lays in so hard on Steel Ball Run is kind mm-hmm. of 
bold because Stillwater Run never really needed a follow-up. Like, Dijolian no. could have just been another part set in another universe. They could have happened, but it didn't. Araki specifically chose to made it a sequel to Steel Ball Run because there's no rules anymore. He could have done anything he wanted. Yeah, he's got, like, literal, like, blank check power over there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got such a draw and such star power that's like, no, I'm going to make this extremely strange blend of my past works and make it obfuscating and weird and you're gonna read it and it's gonna be in a major magazine for the next decade (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) yeah it's like and and with all that said i i think jajolian is better for being a sequel to steel ball run i think i think it actually works really well because it's following up it just basically takes the events of steel ball run as the basis for its alternate history basically Mm -hmm. and i think that's really neat that it uses that this major event like the the battle for the corpse of jesus like sets off this like major chain of events that ends up with a a family of uh fruit people family of (laughs) fruit freaks yeah fruit freaks like it's the domino effect going from valentine sets up this uh, race as a front to find the corpse of Jesus Christ. Uh, the person that comes in third takes the prize money and starts a fruit farm, which leads to his descendants farming a fruit that came out that that came about because of the body of Christ being buried in Japan. <laughs> yeah, which a fruit that passes some of the powers of Jesus on to whoever eats it, thus healing them. Like I like the domino effect is crazy. Yeah, and it just gets exponentially more weird every step you take. Also, right. ha- r- real quick, have you ever seen the Part 8 announcement page? No, why? Here. Okay. Oh my god, who is this? <laughs> yeah, like, Steel Ball Run ends, and you see this in a magazine, and you're like, what is this? Like, who is that man? What happened to Soft and Wet's horns? He just has, like... This is Mm -hmm. this this is like an early early design. This is yeah. This is proto beginning of part eight. Mm -hmm. Like building on everything Steel Ball Run like set up as like like you're saying alternate history, and then you have this man who you don't find out like what his deal is for a while. Yeah. Um. It's oh gosh. Again, bold moves by a bold man. Right, yeah, I, I think it, it, the way it plays with the domino effect of the Steel Ball Run race as an event is super interesting, and the fact that it also plays in on classic JoJo tropes and changing them into something even more weird is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think making an achievement. It a se- yeah, I think making a sequel to Steel Ball Run was a good move. It's just a weird move that could have not worked out in lesser. In lesser hands, I think. Yeah, a, a less skilled writer would have botched it early, like very early. But right. Araki like played his cards, like he's still winding out the story. Like I hope there's gonna be like a couple more Steel Ball Run references. Like I would love to see just like some kind of reference to like Poco Loco. Like, I want to see, like, what Poco Loco did with all that money. Like, Josuke picks up a bag of chips, and it's just Poco Loco's face on it, and it's, like, Poco's chips or something. 
<laughs> just oh to my know. God. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I think I like to believe that Poco Loco never did anything. He took his money, bought himself a bunch of nice stuff, and lived and out his left. life and died with his cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I feel like we've been kind of filleting Steel Ball Run for like. 50 minutes now should we talk about the parts of it that suck <laughs> yeah let's let's <laughs> dig into um what what's on your mind immediately uh you first okay uh i think the start of it kind of flounders a bit um yeah. and once the uh main like the a plot is locked in it's kind of like for like stops everything else just gets cut away which is fine but like it loses a little bit of the flavor like the race stops mattering like the other racers stop mattering other than like hot pants and dio mm-hmm. um let me just look at the chapter list like i think uh the from the start to like tusk like tusk the first uh part one part two part three could be mm-hmm. tightened up a yeah. little bit yeah it takes um, a little while to get going it's, i missed it's mountain very... tim yeah uh mountain tim i don't i don't think mountain tim should have been killed off i mean maybe iraqi didn't know what the hell to do with him so we just let him die but i liked mountain tim yeah i wish he had been like more of a speedwagon character throughout yeah. instead of like steven Steele. i know steven Steele is the speedwagon xp or whatever like that's fine but mountain tim was just like he had a cool power set he was helpful he seemed very competent and then he just dies yeah like i guess like let's say mountain tim or steven Steele is is the speedwagon stand-in neither of them really got to be like johnny and gyro's hype man like maybe no. iraqi didn't want to make the group bigger permanently mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like that's kind of missing missing that dynamic there a little bit um let's see man's world's good uh scary monsters like mm, yeah scary I don't monsters know. Yeah. is good for like dinosaur surprise time but is it a good arc <laughs> i don't i don't really think so and i'm not even really sure if scary monsters the stand really works for me on the whole especially as the the stand for the dio mm-hmm. you know yeah it's really weird like i really and also like the way that dio acquires the stand is weird and isn't really well explained like i know it's because he had the turbo eye or whatever but that that really made a whole lot of sense to me yeah like the stand from uh doctor yeah it was like uh, created by a scientist like was it even really a stand like i i don't know like scary monsters was the stand of this uh who's the doctor doctor guy in this doctor uh, Ferdinand. Yeah, Dr. Ferdinand, but because he used it on Dio and he took the corpse part, like, the stand stayed with him. I was like, yeah, okay. It, it doesn't gel as well as the other power sets do. Um, I like the, the dinosaur powers that he uses during the horse race, like, knowing that Gyro's horse is, like, gonna, uh, like, straight to the left. Like, that mm-hmm. was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I don't think it was terrible or anything. It's just, it's not, not my favorite bit. No, Silent Way is probably my least favorite Steel Ball Run arc. Yeah, it's it's just it's so forgettable overall, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I already went on about my the weird stuff with Sandman and mm-hmm. yeah, 
I think I think it took it, it took a while for Rocky to really figure out how he wanted stands to work in the new universe because mm-hmm. early on it is really uh, confusing. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't sure if he wanted them to be weird powers or like punch ghosts, and then he kind of settled on something in between. Yeah, um, and then we got punch ghosts at the end anyway. Yeah, it's like he wanted to move away from how stands were in the old universe, but as time went on, he just kind of settled back. It became a little bit more comfortable Yeah, in the second half, whereas the first half, it's a lot more esoteric about how stands work and what they even are. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. I don't know if I'd really say it's a negative, but it's not, it's not really a positive either. It's just kind of whatever. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I, I feel like that's really the most of it i don't really have a whole lot to say that i didn't like i mean i still feel like the 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 who the who shot johnny mystery is <laughs> needlessly convoluted but <laughs> yeah he he was playing at larger concepts um than I, <laughs> he bit off a lot i feel like it was stretching what this medium is able to convey a little bit <laughs> yeah if this was like a a movie or a tv show like D4C, uh, the first part of D4C is going to look wild animated. Oh, for, yeah. That's for damn sure. I want a, I want an entire movie that's just like the Who <laughs> Shot Johnny arc. Yeah. And it's like memento levels of weird. <laughs> Get David uh, Lynch to direct it. Yeah. Fuck. You know, I, I think... Yeah, I don't really have anything negative to say about any of the main characters. Like, No, they're all pretty well realized. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hot Pants is a little shoehorned, I think. Yeah, Hot Pants is weird. Another character that seemed like she was supposed to be more important, but didn't really end up contributing too much after uh, she got Lucy Steele out of the presidential mansion. That could have been any character at that point. Like, um, yeah, the, Hot like, Pants like did Cream it because Starter, she was available. Cream Starter is just another way of trying to figure out how Araki could draw the body horror that he likes to draw without having a healer in the party. Mm-hmm. Zombie horse. Yeah. <laughs> zombie horse. <laughs> zombie. Yeah, I don't like zombie horse. Zombie horse is really stupid. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> plot that, convenience again. Yeah, but it, that's a plot convenience. That's like a contrivance of a convenience, if that makes any sense. If you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like it is so yeah. out of left field, and it's like brought up one time. And then it's used multiple times, but he doesn't really he doesn't really want you to think about it too much, you know. No, zombie horse is a strange medicine given to members of the Zappelli family. Right, because um, like I don't know, because like again, he could have just added a healer to the party, but he really wanted to just keep it Johnny and Gyro. Yeah, for that portion, and like it showed back up in Ticket to Ride Part Two after not being around for a bit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, um, I don't. I don't really hate it. I just don't think it's no. great. But um, no. But yeah, not a whole lot to say. Uh, negative stuff with Steel Ball Run. I think. I think it's it's pretty strong. I think that the key, yeah. the key points are of it being a little stupid sometimes. Like we we said a bunch while we were reading through it. It's that that Steel Ball Run gets uh hyped up as some kind of literary masterpiece, but there is oh, a lot of not. dumb shit that happens mm-hmm. in Steel Ball Run, and and it's not necessarily bad kind of dumb because it's it's entertaining. I just mm-hmm. I want to I want to make it clear that while Steel Ball Run is extremely good, 
it's not perfect. Nothing is yes. perfect. <laughs> no. So no. Steel Ball Run is high. It's is a high watermark for JoJo, um, and one of like the best parts of it, uh, like based on what's on the page. But mm-hmm. it's still it's still got its own issues. It's got like very slight pacing issues through some of it, um, and the fact that it's only ninety five chapters, uh, maybe plays into that a little bit. That yeah. it's like it it's it's can't... very tight. Yeah, it can't explore some of the other some of the cast like you might be able to do in a weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. So I, I don't I don't. I feel like a little bad faith to harp on the bad stuff so much because nothing, none of none of it's a deal breaker no. by any means. Uh, and I think a couple things we're going on kind of long here, but a couple things mm-hmm. before we uh, before we call it a day. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the art because yes. it's his. I, I I think still his best work uh, stylistically. I think Jolian also looks very good, but it's a little more inconsistent. But Steel Ball mm-hmm. Run uh, from start to finish has a has a shockingly consistent art style for Araki. Not a whole yeah. lot of major shifts in character design. Uh, also, like, you know, this is also due to it being monthly, but there's no there's no weird shit. There's no cut corners. Uh, not, mm-hmm. you know, we joked about the, the obvious uh, corner cuts in the earlier parts, but I didn't really, it's not really a bad thing because he just, it, it just is what it is when you're writing a weekly manga. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's monthly now means that the art style was able to really, really shine in this part. And it's, uh, I think the point where he he finally settled on his style, you know? Yeah, his style going forward. Like, I would be shocked if whatever he draws after Jajolian does not look like the like late Jajolian. Yeah. Um, it's just what what he's good at right now. Like, it's how yeah. he's kind of settled in. He draws these, like, um, sculpture-ass, like, people with long limbs and the... Uh, the wacky hair and the bold clothes like he knows what he likes yeah and it worked really really well for steel ball run and it, i think it's interesting that he he started jajolian with that same sort of sculpture-esque uh, art style but he decided to loosen it up a little bit for jajolian which i wouldn't even say is like his art style changing so much as is him him changing his approach to better suit the tone of part eight yeah it, yeah, cause it's because because Jojolian's looser, right? Because like all the panels in Steel Ball Run have this almost like painterly aura to them. I mean, minus mm-hmm. like the 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 joke panels, but yeah. like a lot of like the serious panels are the, these like uh, stoic, like almost like photographic mm-hmm. views of these characters, and that's how early Part Eight feels. It, it's it's almost like uncanny the early chapters of part eight, how a lot of the panels are just these like, like still shots of the characters, uh, and then cut to like a goofy, uh, caricatures of Yasuho. It, it, <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't really fit. If you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. It, it was a little bit like wibbly wobbly in terms of what he was trying to get to. Yeah. And as um, part eight goes on, it just gets a lot looser, more, more sketchy, you know? Yeah. Growing pains for a new, for a new part trying to find its voice, and Jolene yeah. has found its voice. Like it's a f- weird voice, but it's got a voice. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, so art style in Steel Ball Run is like ten out of ten. It's it's mm-hmm. his best work in that regard. And then the last thing we have to talk about: Funny Valentine. <laughs> oh yeah, like a good villain, like fantastic villain. I think excellent villain. Yeah, uh, 
I don't want I don't want to see any uh, Valentine was right takes. I don't no, want to see it. If if you tweeted as Valentine as an a Valentine apologist, even ironically, just go away. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> like Valentine look at your life. Is not a good person. He no, is a extremely twisted sociopath, like for sure. He doesn't give a shit about anything. The whole patriotism thing is just a way of moralizing his beliefs. It's a rapper for the whole thing. Yeah, he doesn't actually want what's best for America. He wants what's best for his weird worldview of how people are supposed to live their lives uh, based mm-hmm. on his warped perception of his father who died fighting in a stupid war for the very country that he was obsessed with. He's totally warped. Um, But the way that Araki wrote him to Mm -hmm. be able to project, he's very confident in in his worldview, and he will tell you at length about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's, He's very presidential in the sense that he's always got a speech for anything. He's always mm-hmm. got a speech. <laughs> He's ready to drop like a long-winded monologue about a napkin at any time. He's good to go. Mm-hmm. Like, and and D4C's power uh, plays very well into his personality about how he will accomplish his goals no matter fucking what, even if it means uh, dying. Yeah, mulching himself. Yeah, and, like losing losing that part of him and just like moving on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he. Uh, Several hundred different funny Valentines all die, and none of them care because they all share that same unwavering will. And D4C is like the encapsulation of all that, I think. Yeah, the. And you think that he's kind of that sociopath because uh, he's kind of not had that continuity of consciousness the whole time? Oh, that definitely plays a part in it, for sure. But because I think... he's like all these different valentines that are different um have had like the motivation transferred through them by uh d4c mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about and i think the way that valentine plays off of johnny is great too how they both had uh they had opposite issues mm-hmm. with their fathers whereas yeah. valentine idolized his dead father uh johnny felt uh like Nothing. disavowed, yeah, disavowed, yeah, and you by think, his living father. Yeah, you'd think that would lead them to the opposite paths, but it doesn't. Johnny takes that and tries to. Uh, he starts out while by wallowing in the sadness and being a shithead over what happened to his brother, but then he mm-hmm. tries. Thanks to Gyro, he kind of grows out of that. Whereas Valentine mm-hmm. uh, comes up, he 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 like locks in his brain this worldview. The, based on the feelings that he had when he found out his father died and what that soldier told him. It just, like, locked in his brain, and then that was it. Yeah, that was his one, like, goal in life. Yeah. And, and gives you, like, a really well-realized villain. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that there are Valentine apologists. <laughs> like Yeah, it just goes to show you how strong, like, the political messaging was, too, because... The kinds of people that would love a real person like Valentine will then read it and then say, oh, Valentine was right. <sighs> yeah, they sure do, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but and the yeah, fact top... that Johnny Johnny overcomes Valentine is, is, a, is kind of like a, is more political messaging and, you know, Johnny's worldview is, you know, Valentine's worldview is so isolationist and Johnny's worldview comes from his 
friends. Yeah, like my friends yeah, are my friend, power. <laughs> friends are my power. Like it sticks around. It it's it's real here. Yeah. Um but like top top of the pile in terms of JoJo villains. Like mm-hmm. great backstory. We spend a lot of time with Valentine to get an idea of who he is. Like nothing he does is out of the realm. Like doesn't come out of left field. Yeah. Uh which is great for a character that can jump dimensions. Oh yeah. <laughs> mhm. Um but yeah, like tip to stern steel ball run like finishes like starts a little uh iffy and and, like it like a good iffy but like super solid finish like it sticks the landing it's like the main characters are great the villain is fantastic like what happens on the page is visually interesting and for the most part coherent (laughs) for the most part (laughs) That that asterisk is uh, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that about sums it up. Uh, pretty pretty incredible experience uh, reading through it for mm-hmm. this show. Um, I'm glad to have revisited it. Uh, the color scans are amazing. I think yeah. is, I think the color scans add a Definitely. lot to Definitely. the experience. Yeah, because uh, maybe it's just the fact that they did a good job coloring it, but the colors add such a striking view to the whole thing that i think it, i wouldn't i can't imagine reading it in black and white ever again no it's it's gonna be colored scans from here until the end yep um but yeah we we did the damn thing yeah. read all seven parts of jojo's bizarre adventure so what now <laughs> yeah what now well we're gonna take a two-week break after this mm-hmm. uh for holidays and stuff and then when we come back uh, I feel like reading the the first part of Jojolian that we never covered is in the cards, yeah. and then then going back to reading like Dragon Ball, picking up like other other old manga that um, like revisiting it and just like doing deep dives. I think is in our wheelhouse enough that we can just do that. Yeah, I like, think so. I, I don't the, think you haven't seen the last of JoJo on this show. No. For sure. uh, but we have to kind of take stock in what we have and see how we're going to move forward. But yeah, we there's are, a we'll, finite low amount of JoJo left in this world. Yep, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, so we're going to take some time, think it over, and come back to you. Whatever the fuck we're going to do. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> decided on anything yet. But we, like we always say, uh, recording this show is a very powerful habit that me and Jack have. So yeah, it's born <laughs> into the rock. <laughs> we're not going to stop, even if people want us to. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that that's really all I got. Thank you for joining us uh, through Steel Ball Run and whatever we have in the future. And yeah, we're going to take a short break, but we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening over the years. And we will see you in a bit. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.